college football talk as David Cohn, the co-host of Crane & Company with Jake Crane, joins Bryant, Brett, and Jay Morgan, a college quarterback at Michigan, a tall man that's on Twitter, at David Adam Cohn. Here's David with Bryant and Brett. Michigan fight song, the song of the national champions, also the song of the alma mater of David Cohn, a man who I know is excited to talk about his Michigan Wolverines. David, thanks for joining us. What was Monday like for you? I know y'all were live with Crane and company watching the game, reacting to everything, but what was that like watching Michigan win it all? Boys, they finally finished one. They finished strong. That's a beautiful song you just played. What a week. What a game. Uh, it was incredible. And, uh, you know, I have to say, to <laughs> to watch that game live, uh, it, was, uh, it, was very, um, it was a very tense experience. Uh, I think we had, you know, 230,000 uh, views in there on, on that live stream, wow. something like that. So we're just incredibly proud uh, for, for all of our all of our fans and friends to join us for that moment. Uh, you know, and as with any national championship, it's it's very exciting time of the year, but also sad because it's the last college football game of the season. But specifically for Michigan, you know, I, I feel like I speak for many when I say um, I thought that uh, winning a championship on the national scale was something that had become unattainable for the program just because of the stranglehold that the Southeastern Conference has had on our sport, how dominant they've been. And then in our own conference, uh, the, you know, the Buckeyes have been the gold standard for more than a decade. And, uh, you know, when things really got bad in 2020, Jim Harbaugh pointed at himself and said, this has not been good enough. I have not been good enough, but I will be. And he said, we're either going to win a championship or die trying. That was his phrase. Since then, he's gone 40-3, and a 15-0 and perfect season, and a national championship. I could not be more proud of everyone involved, players, coaches, and staff members inside of Schembechler Hall, many of whom I played with, many of whom I played for. It's a very special season. And the party's still going strong in Ann Arbor. You can dip into a couple of the the the, the live cameras and and things in, in the in the popular areas, and they're partying, and they should. The first five years was was tough, and then coming out of COVID, you're right, Coach Jim Harbaugh, he got the program correct. All right, put put your pure D, put your letter jacket on, put your just Michigan fandom all the way. What was the win this year? The one that you, you when you're 75, you look back on and go, yeah, that that was special. <laughs> well, it uh, there, there's a handful of them. It's always going to be the, the the game against Ohio to me, mostly because this year, you know, that was where most of the noise was coming from on this advanced scouting, and you guys are just cheaters, and that's the only reason you've been able to beat us these last two years. And not only that, but just the team they had was just absolutely, you know, incredible. Um, so to beat them is always going to be a memorable experience. And I was, trust me, I was more amped for that game than even the national championship. At least here, I had buddies on the Washington staff. It was a little bit of a win-win, you know, but that, that one's always going to stick out. Obviously, uh, going on the road and beating Penn State is going to be memorable just for the fact that the Big Ten commissioner had the audacity to to, to to suspend Jim Harbaugh the night before when he's on the plane going yeah. there. Pull your coach off the bus. Hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, Jerome Moore having to step off the bus. They don't throw a pass in the second half because they see the way the game's going. That's going to be memorable, of course. Um, you know, holding the most prolific offense in the country this week to 13 points is yeah. going to be something that stands out to me. I think this defense is going to go down in college football history as being one of those top defenses. And then, uh, you know, I, I think it goes without saying that uh, – the win against Alabama is going to be remembered for a long time, mostly just because, like I said at the beginning, um, the Southeastern Conference has been the gold standard across the country in our sport, and chief among those teams is Alabama and Nick Saban. I know Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs have been on an incredible run. I said Jim Harbaugh was 40-3 and three the last three seasons. I think Kirby Smart is 40-2. and two. So I know that they've been on quite a run, and the Michigan-Georgia game would have been a fantastic football game. I know everybody wants to talk about that, but make no mistake about it, the SEC championship this year was a playoff game. There were several playoff games down the stretch. That was one. Alabama came out on top. Uh, Michigan got to face the greatest college football coach in history and Nick Saban. And to win that game and sort of defeat an SEC team en route uh, to this championship is going to be remembered for a very long time. And what I'm saying, guys, is that this is the first national championship that Michigan has won. And here's why I'm saying it, because Everything else, all those other titles before now, were claimed or awarded by the media. Popularity contest. Not this one. Not this one. There is no coaches poll and AP poll and split with Nebraska or we're claiming this one. You're claiming house. No. This one right here. They beat everyone. They beat them all. They beat them all in their conference. They beat their rival. They beat the greatest college football coach of all time. They beat the most prolific offense in the country. They did it all 15-0 and through all this adversity they have to face. I can't imagine how tight-knit that locker room is because we were three points away from playing for the national title when I was a freshman. We had a defense that held opponents under 10 points a game. I thought we were great to see what this team has done. It's the greatest team in the history of Michigan football. I don't think there's any doubt. David, last summer at SEC Media Days, when you so kindly agreed to do regular Wednesday hits, uh, this is exactly what I wanted for you from you. The the knowledge you have about across college football to pick Washington and, mm-hmm. and Michigan in the preseason, to have the institutional knowledge that you have about the SEC, and then the story of the year. We 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 catch you in the year the story <laughs> of the year of your beloved Michigan Wolverines, and you called it all year through all the fits and starts and all the controversies. You called it straight as a pin, and and we we couldn't be more appreciative. You you just so brought it, and it's part of what you and and Crane Boys are and what what y'all have established and and what you're doing. What Michigan did to opposing quarterbacks this year, you could say Kyle McCord had a good game. Two, I think two seventy one. He had a good game, and and some are going to laugh when I say this. But he's the all-time leading passer in the history of the Big Ten. What what Michigan did to Talia Tonga-Valoa, uh, two interceptions, or Maryland maybe pulls the upset if they don't lock him down. Uh, no doubt. And first off, thank you for your kind words. It's, the feeling is mutual, man. Coming on here every single week and joining you guys uh, has, has just brought me a lot of joy. And I've been in the sports media 
uh, business for three seasons and to see Michigan football these last three years sort of take off has been, that's been a lot of fun and it's certainly been beneficial to me and I hope it's been beneficial to my alma mater because uh, I've tried to bring every sort of skill set that I have to, um, to, to speak about a program that I have a lot of blood, sweat, and tears invested in for sure. When you talk about that Michigan defense and the way that what they did to opposing quarterbacks, I thought it was so interesting these past two games uh, in the playoffs and the championship to, to compete against um, – the most like the the biggest difference you could find in two quarterbacks, right? First of all, in Jalen Monroe and a guy that can take off for eighty five yards with his legs at any given time, and that's why sixty eight to seventy percent of the money came in on Alabama over Michigan because Michigan hadn't beaten a quarterback like that who could do that with his legs. If you overrush him on the end and he finds a lane in the middle, he can take off and score the from cutback. anywhere on the field. Yeah. Combined with the fact that he had been getting better and better with his arms throughout the season, that's why so many people took Alabama. When they stacked him seven times, five in the first half, uh, that really sent a loud message. So going into this past week, like I told you guys last week, Michigan is not going to sack Michael Phoenix Jr. like they did Jalen Monroe. It's not going to happen. One, that offensive line over there, even they won the Joe Moore Award, but even if they do bully them around, Michael Phoenix Jr. and these offensive coordinators, these game planners, they're going to get the ball out of his hands very quick. And you saw that. They were getting the, the ball to Odunze in the tunnel screens, on the now screens, and some of them were even effective. What it came down to was Michigan tackling in space. I only saw one miss, missed tackle, and there were a couple tackles on the edges. There's no one behind them. Jesse Minter is putting these guys in space and saying, if you miss this tackle, it's going to be a touchdown. So the way that Jesse Minter was able to game plan, not just with that front seven, but the most improved unit that I've seen from Michigan these past three years, which has been the secondary with Will Johnson, who may end up being a top 10 pick next year because he's a sophomore and he's coming back with Mike Sanders still, who's a senior who came back for this moment, like everything that those guys did, uh, you really, it, it's so incredible. It's hard to even speak about, but yeah, yeah, they did it time and time again. And one of the reasons when we talked about Michael Penix Jr. and these NFL receivers that Washington has, one of the reasons I wasn't quite as worried for Michigan as I was when they were facing Jalen Monroe is because I've seen this core unit beat an Ohio team that had C.J. Stroud on it with Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Marvin Harrison Jr. We faced the best wide receivers in the country before. We faced elite quarterbacks who stand in the pocket mm-hmm. um, to do it against Alabama a week ago the way they did with a quarterback who can also be mobile. Uh, that was very impressive. Well, uh, David, I'm glad you mentioned Alabama and Brett told, uh, said about having you on this year and all of the things we've been able to talk about. Breaking news coming out just now, a couple seconds ago, Nick Saban is retiring, uh, being reported all over the place. So uh, a new era in Alabama about to begin. Uh, is that is that fact? Yes. Yes, it, it's, it's, it's being confirmed by very, very credible sources, and I've reached out to someone that has confirmed as well. Coach Nick Saban is retiring. Wow, though yeah. that's news to me. Uh, and I, I kind of feel a little bit like Taylor Lewan when he was live on Rich Eisen <laughs> and he found out Mike Grable was being fired. Oh. Um, you know, I mean, that's a tough spot to be in. <laughs> Sorry, I could I couldn't get you. I, I couldn't get a text out to you fast enough, David. No, uh, but no, no problem. No, but it's it, part of the business. And uh, what can I say other than what I've already said, which is he is the greatest college football coach of all time. What is it? Seven national titles overall, no six in the span of 15 years. I mean, 
a double-digit win season every year he coached to Alabama except for the first one. The accolades is sort of like uh, my mind is going back to when Tom Brady retired. It's like the accolades were so many. Every stat you find about the guy is more impressive than the last one. So I am uh, a bit surprised only because I know that his public comments for so long have been, hey, I'm going to die being the head coach here. But I'm happy for him because I know that any decision that he's come to is one that's been well thought out and thought out with Miss Terry, and maybe he can spend more time at Lake Burton. But, uh, man, what an incredible force in college football. And, and if this is the case, if he is not going to be on the sidelines of Alabama anymore, then all I can hope is that he will take a leadership position for college football as a whole. Mm -hmm. That's what we need more than anything, guys. I'm telling you right now, the, the biggest problems that our sport has to deal with are not unsolvable. Like it would only take, uh, it would only take Leadership. one, uh, give Nick Saban 12 months and, and this sport could be transformed in a way that you can't even imagine for the better. So I'm hoping I take him as president. <laughs> yeah. 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 You and me both. It, you're so right about that. I hope he does uh, uh, take that role. We don't need him on game day dancing around with a helmet on. We need him running the sport yeah. that right now has a, a a leadership vacuum that is really, really large. But it is the breaking news. And I, I really, I, on, on the last time you were going to appear with us for this year, David, I was going to say when we got through today, we're going to check with you periodically in the summer. We may be checking with you quicker than uh, th- than in the summer with, with this breaking news. And now it it is legitimately everywhere uh, as, as breaking news. And, and I, I, you know, I don't think anybody's going to spike the ball, but another, uh, another feather for Coach Jim Harbaugh in the Michigan Wolverine program. They were the mm. last team wow. to play and defeat Coach Nick Saban at that historic Rose Bowl setting. You know, it's, I said down the stretch, it's starting to feel a little more and more like destiny for this Michigan team. And I also said, hey, never underestimate Michigan's ability in any sport to lose a big game. I've seen it a lot of times. It hurt to say it because, like I said, I've invested so much time on that program. But it felt more and more like maybe this is a team of destiny. When you say a phrase like that, it sort of really solidifies a 15-0 perfect season, and you were the last team to face the greatest football coach in college football history. That's, uh, man, that is really something. Mm. Well, I know, obviously, you just got the news uh, while you've been on with us, but when you look at that now opening at Alabama, I mean, who are some names that, that come to your mind that you think could be a reply? I mean, nobody can replace yeah. Nick Saban, but but who do you but think would be we got to get them ready. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, I, I think that the main thing here, first and foremost, is Nick Saban needs the guy to pick his successor, yes. right? Like, that's, that's what um, – that's what's going to happen in this case. And I'm sure those conversations have been happening for a long time now. You know, I know a lot of people uh, bring up the, the name Lane Kiffin, and it makes sense for a lot of reasons because he, he has success there. I just feel like Lane's in a great spot at Ole Miss. Um, I, wonder if the, I wonder if Bill O'Brien's name's going to get thrown around for similar reasons because he, uh, you know, he was the offensive coordinator there and he's coached at both levels of football. And, and honestly, because a lot of guys probably don't want to take the job directly following Nick Saban. I mean, Jake Crane and I talk about this all the time. is like, don't be the guy that follows the guy that follows the guy that follows the guy, right? 
Um, you know, I still, I've thought for a long time that, that Dabo Sweeney's going to make sense because, uh, again, college football is unique in a way that these, these guys can coach at their alma maters. Jim Harper won a national championship at his alma mater. Kirby Smart did it. You see Mario Cristobal back in Miami where he was an All-American. Dabo Sweeney played and won a championship there. So that would never surprise me, even though I've talked to a bunch of Alabama fans around the country, and none seem to really want Dabo Sweeney to be the head coach that badly. I'm not sure why. Maybe that'll change now that this is a reality. Um, And then another name just here on the fly live is... uh, yeah, I wonder about Steve Sarkeesian. Um, I wonder if he would if he would leave a Texas program that he has so much equity built up in now, uh, and they're joining the SEC. I, I just I don't know. But again, I'm just thinking of some guys that have coached and had success and built trust with Nick Saban because he's going to be the one making this decision. David, I, I, I'm going to stake my early claim to Dan Lanning at Oregon uh, is is maybe the front runner. But I've also, I've mentioned through the years, but I was told by someone, uh, with very well versed, I said keep an eye on D'Amico Rines with the Houston Texans. I said that back in the summer. Brian can confirm. Mm-hmm. And I said it, I said it scotch with, let me see how that first year as a head coach goes with the Texans. Cause Bama has always shown a propensity to, to hiring someone fresh from the pros. They, they, they did it with Ray Perkins to replace Coach Bryant straight from the New York Giants. In, in effect, uh, they, they, they did it with Gene Stallings, uh, from the Arizona Cardinals and kind of with Mike Shula, who was more or less uh, a pro assistant coach when, when he got the head coaching job. But I was told by someone that D'Amico Ryans wants to stay the, the, the uh, professional football coaching route and he probably wouldn't be on the list. But I think right now I'd, I'd have to put my, my first wager on Dan Lanning at Oregon. There's going to be a lot of talk about Dan Lanning 100%. D'Amico Ryan's look, again, these guys, and this is the same thing with Jim Harbaugh, whatever decision he makes, these guys have to decide, are they NFL guys or are they college guys? Usually when you, when you, when you pick a lane, you sort of stay in it, right? Like once Nick Saban came back, from the Dolphins, I was like, hey, I'm going to be a college head coach moving forward. Jim Harbaugh is one of those few guys that's had success at both levels, um, uh, and so his name's always been popping up. But, um, you know, in a day and age where the transfer portal and NIL and there's just so much movement in college football, uh, guys, I think more and more guys are just going to pick a lane and stay in it. Like Dan Campbell, there was talk about, is he going to be the next Texas A&M head coach? Was like, Great yes, point. Like, playoff right now. He was almost the number one seed in the playoff. D'Amico Ryan sort of the same thing. Is like, okay, does he come back to college one day if things falter with the Texans? But hey, he's got everything moving and grooving right now. So, I don't know. Dan Lanning's going to be a name that certainly gets gets thrown out for sure. And for Dan Lanning, I mean, is that, do you think Alabama is a job that he would take with what he's built at Oregon? Dan Lanning? I think, uh, I, I think a lot of guys a lot of guys are going to be picking up the phone yeah. and, and, and hearing out. And it's hearing Alabama. Out, yeah. Yeah, what, what's going to be said. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a job he would take. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It's uh, incredible breaking news. But, uh, David, thanks so much. Well, I think people can tell um, we didn't tape this segment, no, did we, David? we certainly did not. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> and uh, I have to say, it, 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 it feels good to have a situation like that live because that's, 
you know, that's some of the biggest news that could that could ever break. And I'm I'm happy to be doing this professionally, and I'm happy to be coming on your show every week. Yeah. And we want to again thank you for the great yeah. dedication you gave to us all year, the information, the fun, and we also we want to congratulate you again, mm-hmm. even on this historic day with the biggest breaking <laughs> news story of the year, and it will yeah. be at the end of the year. What if Belichick t- tops it tomorrow? But David, <laughs> we we want to congratulate <laughs> you on 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 your Michigan Wolverines. Yeah. I know you're proud, and I know you've put a lot into that program, and we 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 don't want anything to 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 kind of cloud that out. No, no doubt. No, thank you, guys. I really appreciate it, and uh, go blue. And and on a day like this, I will add in roll tide. Sure will. Like we sure will. David, we'll catch up soon, yeah, maybe sooner than we thought. <laughs> yes, sir. Anytime you just text me, guys. Thanks, David. Thank you, David. Thank you. David, David Cohen with us every week on Wednesday, and it has been a delight. My phone is has melted with <laughs> r- r- really with everything yeah. from a lot of friends in Alabama and, and my nephew that spent four years there as a student manager, and, and I, I think sums it up great. You know, really, really sad that it's ending, but really glad that it happened. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I've got Alabama friends of mine that are Alabama fans saying, "What is happening?" I mean, not can't believe it, but uh, but still, I mean, the the years of of what he built at Alabama is just incredible to look back on. Unquestioned, the yeah. greatest ever, and I didn't think I would ever say that over Coach Paul mm. Bear Bryant, and for it to happen there, and for now, for him to end at two hundred and ninety-seven career wins, wow. you're going to see two ninety-two out there. It's two ninety-seven. Yeah. The five he had to give back from the first year from from <laughs> from stuff that happened under the previous regimes, yeah. a, a load of hooey. It was two ninety-seven in his uh, historic college football career that spanned Toledo. Michigan State, LSU, and Alabama. He had the head coaching stint at Miami, but that doesn't count mm-hmm. the 297. And, you know, I, I really thought that 323 was very much in, important and in mind to him. Yeah. Uh, that was the number that Coach Bryant finished with. And that would take about the next two years and this, this coming October, October of, of 2024, he will be 73 years old. So that would be signing up, basically pushing right up to, to you know, to a, almost a, a 75th birthday mm-hmm. of coaching. And why, why have to do that when you've accomplished so much? I did know that I, I don't know if it was the, Second or third weekend in December. It might have been Heisman Trophy weekend or maybe even been that, that next one. I do know there was a, a big family powwow to discuss the pros and cons, the merits of going forward and what it was going to take from everybody, you know, his time and, you know, that takes away from granddad time and that mm-hmm. takes away from, Damn. uh, vacation time. And I do think last summer that first real big, get away from it all, go, go to Europe vacation. I think he very much enjoyed that and wants to be able to, to, to yeah. do that even more. I don't think anybody can question, even Alabama fans that I know are, are heartbroken today. I, I think you got to just, just say thank you. It oh, was, yeah. it was some ride. Yeah. I mean, the, the run is incredible and I, I don't think there will be, uh, any hard feelings to anybody because it's kind of that, uh, don't, don't be sad that it ended. Be happy that it happened and, and, and build the, build another oh, statue. I, 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 I know he's tomorrow. got one. And, and, and I, I've even said, you know, we, we, at, at Alabama, so, so many of us college football fans and I had the real honor for years of serving on its national board of directors at the Paul W. Bryant Museum and Library. 
where are they going to put the Saban Museum and Library? Because it, it it needs it needs to go up somewhere yeah. on that campus. It just Eat, sleeps, lives, breathes, reeks of college footballdom. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he's earned that. And, and now that all the names are going to start flying around, and I think Coach Lane Kiffin's name will be out there. I, yeah. I, 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 I don't think he will leave. And I love that point David Cohn made about in your lane, kind of having your groove, uh, ha- having things going your way. Dan Campbell recognized that with the Lions, and, and D'Amico Ryan's maybe recognizing that with the Texans. Yeah. Sark at, at, at Texas with the Longhorns. Lane at o- Ole Miss with what he's got going going there. And Dan Lanning, mm-hmm. may, may, yeah. may, may, it, it may come down to that for him of, you know, I've, I've got it really good at Oregon and we're, we're real close. Yeah. And that's, that's really, I mean, where, where my question came from because of, you know, what he is building and what he has already built at Oregon. And, and it looks like that team with what they've added in the transfer portal, um, could be a, a real team next year. And, and does he want to leave that and, and, you know, the unknown of what this team looks like next year? Do guys hop in the transfer portal after this news? I mean, there's a lot of questions that will have to be answered. Uh, but our next segment, we were going to do uh, twelve team seeds for college football playoffs. We got to scrap all of that. I mean, this it ain't that early. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's not that early. We got plenty of time before then. Brett, like you said, this is the story of the year, and it's it's January tenth. So um, we're we're going to be talking more Nick Saban on the other side. So uh, stick stick with us. Nick Saban talk next on Sports Time. Add a little fun to your lunch break. Join Johnny Radio for Sports 56 Happy Hour from 11 to 1 every weekday on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Well, if you haven't heard, uh, big changes in college football. Nick Saban, uh, obviously the head coach of Alabama, is retiring. Um, the news broke about 15 minutes ago um, and has been confirmed all over the place. Um, it is true, Nick Saban um, will no longer be the head coach of Alabama. And Brett, I'm curious, you, 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 we were talking on the other side before we got to a break of kind of this decision, and you talked about you know, how he, you had heard he had met with, with his family and this, these discussions had happened. And, and, they, and they've been doing that quite often at mm. the end of seasons. So do you think this was a decision that was already made and he wanted to wait until after all of the the championship and all of that before he did it? Or, or is that too nice of Nick Saban? I'm just going to guess. I, 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 th- I think it, I think it was made. I think it was made before bowl prep began and mm-hmm. before the Rose Bowl. And I'm, I'm joking when I say this. And I, I, I texted some people during the Rose Bowl on the second bad snap when he didn't lose his mind. I said he shut it down. Mm-hmm. He, 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 he's, he's easing into retirement. Yeah. When he didn't go crazy in that good kind of mm-hmm. Nick Saban on yep. the sideline going crazy. And, and, you know, and he made the point after the game and he was right. That center was under a lot of pressure a lot, with, yeah. with that Michigan D line, you know, pounding on that head all day it was it it was hard to get that ball back there room service and they had issues with that all year but in 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 his final act as head coach 
with a team that I said all year was really, really good, mm-hmm. but it was not vintage. Yes. It was not, and now it's hard to be vintage there. Mm-hmm. It's hard to stand apart right. from from those Barrett Jones teams sure. and the and 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 and, and, and Mac Jones team in twenty twenty and all those wide receivers and all those mm-hmm. linemen and all those running backs and all those great players. It was it, it's really hard to be vintage there, but it was just a good team. It was gettable. All year, yeah. but only one got them in That's the regular right. season. That's right. And and then they got Georgia and Kirby Smart in the SEC championship game. It makes me think now that if he had lost to Georgia in the SEC championship game, he probably would have gone kind of full Coach Bryant. Coach Bryant announced his retirement uh, at Alabama two weeks to the day before his final game. His last game, of course, was here in Memphis mm-hmm. at Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium on December 29th, 1982. That press conference, that media availability, and it leaked a little bit the day before, yeah. but he met with the press the next day and announced it, that it would be it on December 15th. Now we will we'll watch and see exactly how they do it. I, I think it should be a state holiday. The governor <laughs> yeah. should shut the state down. And he should have the announcement like a like a, a acceptance speech at a at a presidential party convention at Bryant Denny Stadium with him announcing how he's going to do it. How's he, how's he going to want to do it? Is he going to want to do it? You know, rather sedate as mm-hmm. as sedate as you can do anything there. And 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 with this news, I mean, he can't. I don't think he can pull up to. You know the the Malmore facility and just load the box up of, of stuff and 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 head out. But he he's going to retire, and now the the speculation will be far and wide of who walks into that job. And it reminds me, Bryant, a lot of of those days around when when Coach Bryant did retire, and he said, and I, I and I'm 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 glad this is not the case because it, it certainly appears, and everybody all all signs indicate that Coach Saban in much better health and mm. physical condition than Coach Bryant was and, and a little bit older. Yeah. But Coach Bryant said, and, and, and we sadly learned he wasn't joking, that I, I'm going to die in a month not coaching. I'm going to miss it so so badly. It's, and, and the speculation of who would replace him, and it ended up being Ray Perkins. Mm-hmm. He did not have that big a hand in hand-picking his successor. A lot of people said that he would, but he didn't. Now you have to wonder how much Coach Saban will, if if they'll ask him, if 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 the if they do, if Greg Greg Byrne will bring him in for any consultation. I I think he I think he's earned. Uh, yeah, I think this one's pretty good. I think this one would work. Yeah. I don't think you want to get near this one. Yeah, and I, and I think probably should. I mean, I think uh, I think Nick Saban will have his you know fingerprints still on this program even though he's retiring that's kind of been we've seen that in college basketball the past couple of years with some of these you know legendary college basketball coaches retiring and you're still seeing them around but you know some places you can tell they still have their fingerprints on it some are completely you know out of it um and so it'll be interesting to see kind of the approach Alabama takes especially in terms of, of hiring their next head coach and I'm, we're hearing from just about everybody, and we want your thoughts at nine zero one three six zero eight two five five. I think around the SEC, I don't think it'll be anything with a with a lot of animus and a lot of vitriol, but hallelujah. <laughs> for, <laughs> yeah. for fans of other teams yeah. that have had to sustain the, these whippings and year in, year out, 
uh, batterings to them. I, I can't, I can't blame fans for, for that thought. That, that, that was the same thing around Coach Bryant. Now, Coach Bryant wasn't quite at the, still at the peak mm-hmm. like Nick Saban was. Nick right. Saban is going out. I mean, that fastball, I talk about they they were good, but it wasn't vintage. Exactly. That fastball was still getting a lot of people out last year. Yeah, Brett, that team that was good but not great still was, you know, this close to being in the national championship game. And, and if, you know, could have gotten by uh, Michigan, I mm-hmm. think would have sized up very well yep. with, with, with Washington. We don't know. So. Washington was a good team. I, 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 I don't want to trash Washington. No, uh, not at all. 14 and 1 is, yeah. is, is exemplary. It's exceptional and, and should, should be, should be applauded. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be that guy because we, cause that, you know, wise guys like me thought Alabama had no chance against Georgia. Mm-hmm. And how much did I really yeah. know? Yeah. No, I mean, that's a, that's a really good point. Uh, I'm seeing a tweet from Pete Thamel and I don't know if, if, you know, this is really anything, but uh, it says, with no likely internal replacements at Alabama, here's a quick projected target list. This is likely just who he thinks, not what he's probably heard of guys that are thinking. But his list, Dan Lanning, Kalen DeBoer, Dabo Sweeney, James Franklin, Mike Norvell, and Marcus Freeman is is Pete Thamel's list. I think Dan Lanning will be on a lot of lists. Yes. That is really smart of him to include Mike Norvell. Yeah. And, and, and I, 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 I do think if it got down, I don't just, I just don't think many will pass on it. Oh, you know, how, no, how, so how far hard. are you down, how far are you down the list? I mean, if you're third, you might as well be 80th. Yeah, I mean, Cause really? I just don't, I don't see, I don't I see, see two one going, and no. Two. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, and, and, and all those players coming in and now with how it is in college sports, I think Alabama will have to, to move quickly. Yes, you, you want to have, mm-hmm. uh, Governor Ivy proclaim Coach Nick Saban day, mm-hmm. weeks, months, uh, <laughs> until next year, what, whatever she wants to proclaim it. But I, Greg Burns got to hire a football coach yeah. because if he doesn't, we know here comes everybody in college football trying to raid that roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now uh, because of the the transfer portal, the because their coaches, you know, Nick Saban has retired. That transfer portal is going to open for Alabama players um, for another thirty days, so guys can can enter if they wish. And and um, you know, I, I had a buddy who's a big Alabama fan, and, and he texted me and said, "Oh, the transfer portal is about to be crazy." And I said, and I basically said the same thing back to him in a text of, "Well, if they move fast, I mean, you got to think." whoever they go out and hire is going to be one of the top college football coaches in the game right now. There's not going to be a lot of people that turn this job down. So I think they can keep most of the roster intact. But you're right, Brett. They got to move fast before guys start thinking about it and go, well, I, you know, the future's uncertain. Maybe I should hop into the portal and go see what's out there. And ticket sales for the Western Kentucky game opening day, August 31st in Tuscaloosa, just went up because it will be historic. It will yes. be historic for who's not on that sideline yeah. for Alabama and whomever will be the, the next head coach of the Crimson Tide. I will say this about Alabama. Everybody's ever coached at Alabama's won. You're right about that, Brett. I mean, Bryant won. Mm-hmm. Perkin, Perkins had success, had double-digit win season. Gene Stallings won. Uh, Bill Curry had, had double-digit win success. Gene Stallings won a national championship. Mike Dubose won double-digit games and won an SEC championship. And as I love to remind my Tennessee friends, Mike Dubose has won an SEC championship more recently than Tennessee football <laughs> <Wow>. has. <laughs> Mike Shula even had a double-digit win season yeah. with D'Amico Ryans as his middle linebacker, uh, but nobody had the success there 
that, yeah. that Coach Nick Saban had. No, not at all. And it, I mean, a legendary career and and a uh, a dynasty at Alabama that nobody will ever forget. Um, but I mean, I was you know I was texting somebody during the break, the last break of you know I I Brett you know. You you kind of warned me about this. You know this this could happen. And uh, you want to read the text from New Year's Day? If I can find it, Brett, I will. Um, but you know, you I, I kind of been warned of of this could happen, and I thought I was ready for it, but but I was not ready for it. I mean, this is this is it's, it's shocking to it me. It just don't feel real. No, man. it doesn't. It does not feel I, real. I, I knew it would. I knew it would feel this goofy. I knew it would feel this weird. This. Uh, you know, just thunderbolt mm-hmm. that hit us. But I, I, I know if you if you find our text chain from New Year's Day late in that game, mm-hmm. uh, unless, unless there's uh, <laughs> no. bad language in there, read away. No, Brett, uh, and I should remind people this was a, this this text came after you told me to put ten dollars on Michigan when they were trailing in that game, and the mm-hmm. odds were very good. Uh, the text that came from Brett at seven thirty six at night. We could be watching the end for Coach Saban. Soak it in. Soak it in. It's incredible. And and, and when he when he left the field, he didn't do Steve Spurrier when he left Florida to go to Washington, the NFL team. Yeah. They were in the Orange Bowl, and it, it was goofy. And that night watching the game, I thought, well, that was weird. What's he doing that far? <laughs> he kind of made the lap around the field, kind of like Cal Ripken did the night yeah. he, he 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 broke uh-huh. Garrick's streak, and and, and was, was kind of skinning with the the fans running yeah. around the field and made that lap. Well, that that was his goodbye. So wow. I was watching that day to see if. Coach Saban would do anything, and and now I know he couldn't for a lot of reasons. For one, they they you know they they move you quickly mm-hmm. to the the prearranged media available availabilities for for the for coaches and stuff at all these bowls now. Mm-hmm. So so he, he he the the media relations people you know hustled him yeah. to you know to to that back area to that. But there was a moment pregame, and. And, and it was captured, somebody captured it on Twitter. I think Ryan, our friend Ryan Fowler in Tuscaloosa captured it on Twitter. He was down on the field and when Coach Saban, when the bus arrives and he and, and, uh, and his equipment guy, his state troopers, sometimes his media relations guy, uh, they, they walk down the middle of the field all the way to the end of the field to, to their locker room and he had a pretty long embrace mm. with Miss Terry. Mm. And I thought, yeah, I don't remember him doing that. that that's not normal. Yeah. It, but but and I was looking for stuff. Sure. But I thought, oh, you know, okay, Rose Bowl, I'm looking big game. for something. Yeah. But uh, I I I think Kristen, the the daughter, may, may, and some other people even around, and the hugs were long. Mm. The embrace was long, and I thought, well, that w- that was weird. That was weird. Uh, uh, you know that that might be it. Yeah. now in the spirit of full disclosure. I've been looking for signs for ten years. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, a, a little sign like that, you just throw off. Uh, you know, that was nothing. He's just now, happy now Brian. Or I, I'm taking my victory lap over that text of we we could be watching the end. Yeah, there are probably people that could find text for 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 me from ba- ever last Alabama game for the mm-hmm. last ten years. This well, could be the end because well. because I everybody's kind of had him kind of kind of had him out of town and sure. he stayed in town and he won big and he walks away with 297 wins and he walks away at Alabama he, he, just his record at Alabama this 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 is phenomenal uh, through I got I got to get to it through 200 
and 35 games at Alabama. Okay. 206 and 29. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. If, if you want to compare it to Coach Coach Paul Bear Bryant. Yeah. After 235 games at Bama, <laughs> Coach Bryant was 189, wow. 38, and 8. If you uh-huh. changed all eight ties, uh-huh. he Love would ties. still trail Nick Saban. Nick Saban finished plus 17 in, 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 in 235 games at Alabama over Coach Paul Bear Bryant, 206 and 29. Incredible. That's not even real. Incredible. Brett, not and that's only, seven and six that first year. Yeah, and Brett, not only one tie in there, eight ties in there. Love to see that on a record. That's beautiful. Eight, eight, eight ties, and, and oh, some great. of them were great games. I <laughs> promise you, were, Brett. <laughs> you've been telling me about the joys of ties ever since I started working here. Brett, 1993, uh, third Saturday in October, one of the best college football yeah. games I've ever been to was a tie at Legion Field. I and da- David Palmer, uh, just one of the great athletes in the in the history of the SEC, mm-hmm. he, he scored to make it the tie. And that day, Bama felt like the winner mm-hmm. in that game. There was always a feeling of sure. in the tie. Of, no, everybody didn't leave happy in the, in the tie days. But right. Coach Bryant did. He, he had eight ties. And if you flipped every one of those to wins, he, he still wouldn't have – the number of wins after 235 games that Coach Saban had. Who would have thought uh, waking up this morning that at 4.44 in the afternoon, if you went on to ESPN's homepage, that the top two headlines would be Alabama football coach Saban retiring, and then right under that, Carroll out as Seahawks coach after 14 seasons. Didn't see that coming today. Well, I, I jokingly kind of scoffed with, with David Cohn, you know, what if Belichick, uh, does it tomorrow? And you, and, and I can just imagine as tight as they are, Coach Saban and Coach Belichick having uh-huh. that conversation of, just meet me at Nantucket yeah, next fall. Right. Let's play right. golf and, yeah. and, and not have to worry yeah. about, about the grind. Let's spend the fall, uh, golfing. I think that sounds like a great plan for both those guys, but shocking news, uh, coming out of Alabama that Nick Saban, uh, has retired from the head coaching job, uh, with the tide. But let's go ahead and get to a break. And when we come back, it'll be time for big number of the day. Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin for Wolo and Friends. Weekday mornings from 10 to 11, here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Big Daddy. Hello, Big Brand. It's a guy, he wants to be big, then he gets big, he doesn't want to be big anymore, then he gets small, but the suit's too big. Big Daddy. The Big Boy. You're a big guy. I think she's trying to pull a fast one on Big Daddy. The big number of the day. Well, there's some big, good, uh, some good big numbers today, and I'm sure there's a lot more that you come up with uh, for Nick Saban after uh, the breaking news that just came out a couple hours ago. I've got a couple, though. Today, uh, college basketball big numbers after the night we had last night. Uh, my big number, there's a couple big numbers in here, but uh, the one I want to highlight 
is 1982. That is a year. Last night uh, marked the first time since February 26, 2022, that number one and number two lost on the same day per CBS Sports Research. I should give credit where credit's due. This is from Matt Norlander. He posted this on Twitter last night. Back then, it was Arizona and Gonzaga that got got. Tonight, it's Purdue in Houston. Now, here's where my big number comes into play. This is also Nebraska's fourth win over a number one team and the first time it's happened since 1982. Wow. It's wow. a long time. That is a – it got Johnny and I synced up in, in, the in, same in, time. in stereo, that's, didn't we? <laughs> when, when I can get a wow from both of y'all in unison, that's what I'm looking for in a big number. Man, that's wow. amazing. I'm afraid. So, who would have been the star for Nebraska? Wow, that, 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 I could I could try to find it for you, that's, Brett. That that even that's post Stu Lance, <laughs> <laughs> who forever was about the only guy from Nebraska I could name yeah. that, that, that that played in a couple couple now. Uh, my my big number is eight seventy six. Okay. So if two oh six and twenty nine doesn't grab you, Nick Saban's <laughs> uh, uh, winning uh, win loss record at Alabama. That's what the percentage is. That's what 206 oh. out of 35 Good is. Lord. 876. And he went 7 and 6 that first year with that team was that was left to him by Mike Shula. Mm. There were some good players on that team. Yeah, no, that is that is incredible. I mean, like I said, Brett, I'm sure we could spend the rest of the day yeah. just going through big numbers that have to do with Nick Great Saban. number, Brett. Thank you, Johnny. And, and, you know, in here locally, there, there is that feeling. I, I, I can't blame fans for this of, you know, uh, of hallelujah, you know, just so tired because what he did in that third Saturday of October series, yeah. Tennessee beat him one time. Mm-hmm. He was 16 and one against him. That, that is insane. Um, Brett, I think I have an update on. Indian, or uh, excuse me, uh, Nebraska. Eighty-two, Nebraska. I thought I did. I, I thought uh, maybe not. I, I got nothing. <laughs> Let's see. Maybe now I do. Let's see. Tyrod Lue played at Nebraska, didn't he? Uh, I think so. Missouri was the last team. Was the team they beat in nineteen eighty-two? Oh, I have some enormous good teams. Um, yeah, uh, a sixty-seven to fifty-one victory for Nebraska. And let's see if we can find who was the star of this team. Does a Jack Moore? Ring uh-huh. any bells, Jack Moore, a five nine guard, averaging thirteen points a game. I, 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 I know a great Memphian named Jack Moore that's a big Alabama <laughs> fan. I know he's sad today, but I don't know Jack Moore at Nebraska. No, no, Jack Moore at Nebraska. That's about all I got. Um, drafted by the Kansas City Kings in the ninth <laughs> round. Kept, they kept it well in, in in that stretch. Kansas City just a few years before that was the Kansas City Omaha Kings. Really playing in t- two different towns. Wow. Yeah, that's you know. incredible. I used I, I used to always tell Drew Barrett when he he would laugh about some of those old nuggets. Okay, we didn't get everything right back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes for uh, makes for a great nugget, uh, Brett. I have one more big number. Please do um, college basketball. Seven is my second okay. big number. Uh, last night, Auburn and Texas A and M played each other. I, I really like this Auburn team. Um, but after their victory last night, Auburn basketball now has seven different players this season with at least 100 points, 
20 assists, and 20 rebounds this season. The only other D1 team over the past 25 seasons to have at least seven such players through 15 games was Georgetown in the 2017-2018 season. They also had seven players. This this Auburn team uh, really is fun to watch. They've now made that their crowd, way into the top that, 25. That building, I, they I said this really morning with, yeah. with Dave for, for – for all the things going going to a Final Four, and, and bear in mind, the last time the SEC had a representative at the Final Four was 2019 in wow. Coach Bruce Pearl's team. Wow. I mean, that has been that's some drought it's hard to for a league that takes it very serious and yes. spends a lot of money on it and spends a lot on on arenas. And for him to establish the toughest place to play in the SEC is yeah. on campus at Auburn. Yeah, it really is impressive. The job he's done over there um, has really been fun to watch. But I thought some good big numbers from both of us today. Maybe Johnny tomorrow will just spend all three hours just doing Nick Saban big numbers. I like it, man. I like that. I think that's That'd be idea. amazing. We'll, we'll text all our guests A tonight. tribute. Yeah, exactly. And we'll text all our guests tonight. Let's see, tomorrow's Thursday. So, if three guests tomorrow. We'll text all of them and say, bring a bring a Nick Saban big number tomorrow. And we'll just, the entire show will be Nick Saban. Big I number. love it. Fired up already. <laughs> well, let's get to a break and wrap up this hour. When we come back, we're talking college basketball with Kevin Sweeney. 